Hey y'all, this is Stephanie Peaches Paul, and welcome to the first episode of Fix Yourself. Fix Yourself is a place where it always begins with you. So let's just talk about it for a minute, about what exactly is Fix Yourself. So Fix Yourself is a place of accountability, it's a place of self-examination, self-care, and mental health. Literally, I'm going to come here and we're just going to converse. We're going to have conversations about everyday life and how do we relate it to mental health and self-care and what that looks like. So when you say self-care, you, you'll hear things like, oh, I like to take a bath with candles for self-care, or I like to read a book, or I like to get manicures, or I went and got a massage, and which are all forms of self-care, physical self-care, outside self-care. So mental health is a way that you take care of your emotional self-care and the things that are going on with you internally. When I started in mental health, so I am a licensed therapist in the state of Michigan. One thing that I, that I noticed was that people in my community did not, mental health was not a normal part of a conversation. It was always really taboo and looked at as like it was really bad and we don't, practice it as much as we probably should. These conversations that we are having are to spark thought, to help you be become the best you that the best version of you that you can be. And so I figured that if I could take some of my personal experience with my professional experience and help somebody, then that's what I would do. So I first started doing lives on Facebook about various topics. I got a positive response, which I, I stopped. When I stopped doing it, I would get people asking me all the time, like, hey, when are you going to do another live? I didn't even know that, much, that many people were listening. So I was like, okay. It was suggested by my wonderful niece that I should do a podcast to reach more people as opposed to doing it on Facebook because millennials don't get on Facebook. Mental health is part of your emotional self-care. So it's almost like when you do the physical parts of self-care that you are a beautiful a house with beautiful curb appeal. So the outside is well manicured. It looks really good. And then when you open the door, your insides are gutted and they're falling apart. And so a lot of us walk around like that. A lot of us walk around. We suffer in silence. We don't um, talk about things um, that bother us. And we are still in the midst of a pandemic, which is a whole nother topic all in itself. But you don't have as much uh, physical interaction as you normally would. You're isolated a lot. All of the things that the work practices have changed because of the pandemic. So all of these things affect your mental. And then it's just life. Like life happens. It doesn't stop. It comes at you really fast sometimes. And a lot of times you just have to really kind of sit down and think about what's going on in your insides. So we're going to kick it and we're just going to start conversations. Even if the conversation that started is just with yourself, that's okay. Because change starts with thought. So it is the beginning of the year. We are resetting. We are taking retrospective looks back on things we would have done differently, mistakes, wins, resolutions, all the resolutions that people are not going to do probably by the end of next month will be over. You'll be done with doing them. <laughs> they won't last the whole year. So I don't tend to do resolutions because I'm one of those people. 
but I do things. So uh, some years back, quite a few years back, me and one of my girlfriends started doing yearly things as opposed to doing resolutions. So we decided that there was no reason why we um, weren't able to travel except for the fact that we just didn't do it. So that year the theme might have been we getting the hell out of here. That might have been a thing. And we got passports and we started traveling. See, another one would have been, oh, I had a fuck it summer one year. Well, okay, I attempted it one year, but I was really bad at it. And so the next year I had another fuck it summer, which was my cousin, she she introduced this to me. So it's almost like um, having an open mind and taking risks to do things as long as you're not hurting yourself or you're not hurting anyone else in the process. So that was very enlightening. I had a whole lot of sex that summer. <laughs> I did all kind of stuff that I normally would just like overthink or not do it or be too scared to do it. So let's see, a little while back I had a, a my my thing was new mommy. And that was the year that I started laying down boundaries for my family, especially my three little rotten children that I have. So with each year, practice this thing throughout the year, and I'm able to take the thing with me on to the next year. Take the things that I've learned in one year and take them into the next year. So the last two years, my theme has been finding things that make you happy. Last year, I almost died from COVID. Was it last year or the year before that? It was the year before that. I had a lot of tragedy happen. And I am very blessed to have the opportunity to, to do life with about six very dear friends of mine that I refer to. You'll hear me refer to them often as the, the squad or the crew. And it was so much going on with losses and tragedies that in order for us to move forward, we adopted the mindset of finding things that make us happy. And I mean, we celebrated everything. <laughs> But, you know, life is short. And I think that was one of the things that um, having almost, you know, dying from COVID taught me that sometimes you don't have tomorrow. And you always take for granted that you do. A lot of times you do not. And sometimes you have to live life like it is, like it's, it's your last day. That is still the thing that I am adopting for this year. I do have a new one that is called Leaning In that I cannot really talk a lot about because I am struggling with it. So when leaning in is me leaning into things that are uncomfortable for me. So leaning into things that scare me. So this is a perfect example. Normally what we do is we lean back. <laughs> this is what we do because, you know, you don't, you don't want it. You don't want the... You don't want the trouble. You don't want the hassle. You don't want to feel uncomfortable. You don't want the feelings that go along with it. So I had an experience. I went to Boeing Mountain for ski weekend, for Martin Luther King ski weekend, and they had a zip line. And so I had been drinking, and, you know, I wasn't really thinking, and everybody was like, oh, let's go zip lining. Okay, sounded like a really good idea till I got to the top. So when you got to the top, it was a box. So it was two people. Two people go at the same time. It was a box, and you stand on the – they clip you to all the stuff. You stand on the box, and you step out. We was, at, we was up there about 10 or 15 minutes. I was scared to step off the box. 
Okay, all kind of crazy stuff started going through my mind. Like, oh, what if my glasses fall off? It's it's water. It was like this pond. Why was I ziplining with my glasses? I don't know. <laughs> understand why I was doing it. What ultimately happened was that the man, the, the guy who worked at the top, he pushed me. Is what what's ultimately because my my partner who was going with me was like Steph, like come on, like and I had been like, okay, wait a minute, one minute, I'm gonna do it one minute, girl. He just pushed me. So what I discovered was that it was nothing like I don't like roller coasters and stuff. I don't even know why I got up there, but it was nothing like I had made it in my mind to be right. And so I actually went again. I went to the other side. I turned around and I went again. And although it was very uncomfortable for me the first time, and I still got scared when I got up there the second time, even though I knew it was going to happen, what it made me think about was, I wonder how many things that I am afraid to do for absolutely no reason at all. I wonder what's on the other side of my fear. And most of the times it's everything that you want is on the other side of it, but you have to get past the fear and past the self-doubt. So that experience, it, it taught me to, that was, I guess that would be my first, I won't even say leaning in because I was pushed in, but, <laughs> but I have, I'm, this year I am embracing a lot of uncomfortable situations is what I'm doing, one at a time. And one day I'll probably share it with you all. However, since I'm still struggling with it, that won't be anytime soon. So I am a firm believer that people grow and learn in uncomfortable situations. We're going to go back to finding things that make you happy is what we're going to focus on today. What is happiness? So when I looked up the words for happiness, there were a lot of words that were associated with. So you have joy, you have contentment, positive well-being, excitement, optimism, gratitude. Okay. No matter which version of the dictionary I looked up, these were some of the words that, that came up. Combined with something that makes you feel meaningful and makes makes your life feel worthwhile. Okay. If I was to shorten it and simplify it, because I don't remember stuff all the time, so I have to break everything down so that it is stick in my memory. If I was to simplify it, I would say that happiness is having more positive experiences than negative experiences. And so there are a lot of studies done on what makes people happy and what are the areas that people look for fulfillment in? And here are a, like three of the main ones. People measure happiness by achievements because it, it um, fosters a sense of pride. So you may finish school and get a degree or learn a new language or, I don't know, do a renovate, do a renovation home project that you, you have a feeling of accomplishment. The other one is work where you have a sense of purpose. Which brings me here because this is a lot of work for me. However, I do it because it gives me a sense of purpose to help other people. The last one will be relationships. And relationships are in that category because of social connections. Because social connections, healthy social connections, have been actually shown to make people live longer. When you say relationships, it does not always have to be romantic. It could be platonic, friendship, kinship any kind of shit. So some of the issue comes in here. And I said before that this is a place of self-examination. And sometimes we are not able to change the things that are going on with us that we don't like 
because we are not willing to be honest with ourselves. So the good part about this podcast is that you don't have to talk to anyone about this. You can listen to it and you can examine yourself and you can be real with yourself. So I was the type of person who was not, I was not honest myself with myself regarding my relationships, um, particularly my marriage. So I am single now, but I was married for 23 years. And I think I was with my ex for about 25 years altogether. I grew up with him. Like I've known him since I was like 12 years old, like no stranger to me or whatever. And I don't think that I was very honest about my relationship and what made me happy. And sometimes we're not honest about what makes us happy because we are afraid to ask for it because we are also afraid that we won't get it. So what we do is pretend and we live in denial. So when I was, I was doing therapy one day with this um, young lady and she would come in all the time and she would talk about her mother and all these horrible things that her mother used to do to her. And one day we were talking about relationships and she told me that she thought the relationship with her mother was a good relationship. So I'm just kind of sitting there looking when she said it because I was like, oh boy, <laughs> like, like here we go. And what she said was, well, I love my mother. And what I was trying to explain to her was that even though you love your mother, you cannot be in denial about what type of relationship you have with her. You don't have the relationship you have is not healthy. That doesn't take away from you loving your mother. So a lot of times we'll, we'll tell ourselves things that are not true so that we can, well, we don't have to deal with it. If I don't ever come to the truth about something, then there's no action we require and I don't have to deal with it. So in my marriage, my ex-husband was a very good provider. I drove nice cars. I had a really nice home. And I could not understand why I was unhappy and because I kept lying to myself, what would happen is when I could not quite put my finger on it, I would tell myself, you're just ungrateful. When what actually was going on was that I was not taken care of emotionally. I didn't, I didn't want for anything. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was like he was tired from working all the time, giving me these things. And he was like, damn, now you want a hug? Like, it's just too much. <laughs> I don't know. Like, damn, it ain't never enough for you. You want a hug and a kiss? You want me to talk to you? Like, like, <laughs> I don't know what the problem was, but I lied to myself for a very long time about the status of my relationship with my then husband. And I told myself that I was happy. And from the outside looking in, just like that house we talked about earlier with the nice curb appeal, it looked like it, it did look nice. But in the inside, I was just not okay. And so I spent a whole lot of my mental energy and time, I wasted a lot of it waiting on someone else to change so that I can be happy. People cannot make you happy. Things do not make you happy. And happiness is also a choice. Sometimes you have to get up in the morning and choose that this is going to be your attitude today. I've heard a lot of people say, when you say, oh, well, you like this person. Yeah, she makes me happy. Mm. She can't make you happier. This is not going to go anywhere. Because what happens when you're sad? Is that her fault too? What happens when you're sad about something or you're upset about something that has nothing to do with her? 
is that her responsibility to make you happy. People should rethink that phrase when they get into relationships because your happiness is your own responsibility. Or what you'll do is you'll wait a long time with somebody and waste a whole lot of time waiting on that person to change so that you could be happy. Or you wait, or you just wait. Everybody's waiting on something. Oh, I'm going to wait until I get a new job to go on vacation. Oh, I'm going to wait until I lose weight before I buy that dress. Oh, I'm going to wait until my kids um, finish school before I do. How long are you going to wait? Is, is this the year that you stop waiting? That's the question that you, you should ask yourself today. Is this the year that I stop waiting? And a lot of times people are scared to find their happiness because it is scary. You don't know what it looks like. Sometimes you have to put things in order and do things that might make you feel uncomfortable and you will have to lean into those things in order to reach your happy space. And I'm saying this because we talked about it earlier about how life is short. People are clock checking out of here. <clears throat> I just had an aunt that someone called and told me died from COVID two days ago. It's like it's just not stopping and we're not even at the beginning of the pandemic anymore and it's just not stopping okay I'm going to use an example of myself so talked about you know my the marriage that I was in and being afraid to ask for things because I was scared I was not going to get them even though those things did not cost me it did not cost the other person any money to give emotional things and so instead of thinking to myself, like, I am not happy and what do I do about it? I waited. And then when I stopped waiting, I was very surprised to figure out that there are men out there that would actually give me the emotional support that I needed. Um, I did not feel appreciated or loved in my marriage. But I figured, well, you can't have everything. He takes care of me financially. I probably should not complain. That is just not a way to live. It's not. And then I was, imagine how surprised I was when I started dating. And I go over this guy's house that I met, and we had been talking or whatever. And I went over his house to watch a movie before I went to work. And I, I liked him. He was a cool guy, whatever, you know. So I get in my car, and I'm on the freeway, and I'm riding home, and he calls me. I'm riding, I was on my way actually to work. And he calls me, and I said, hello, and he said, I miss you. Okay, it took all I had not to turn that car around and go back over his house. But I was like, damn. Like, okay, I never had, it had been a while since I had anybody respond to me like that. One day I was over, same man, I was over his house. I had been studying all day. And he came home from work. He took his clothes off. He took a shower. And he went in the kitchen and made me a whole full dinner from scratch. Made my plate. It was like um, mashed potatoes, chicken, and some type of vegetable. And he fixed my plate and put it in front of me. I ain't never want to leave. <laughs> I was like, wow, like, how long did I go thinking that I could not have, I couldn't have it all. Like, I couldn't have both of those things. But I waited, and I wasted a whole lot of time waiting I say that to say, what is it that you're waiting for? What is it that's holding you back? What is it that scares you? What is it that you need to lean into this year? And so we have reached the segment of the podcast where we talk about, I'm going to call this the blueprint. Because in a blueprint, you get the plans of 
how something is supposed to look, okay? And so sometimes you may have to make changes to it. You might have to, you know, change it around a little bit. And so every week we'll be doing a blueprint because we are trying to be our best, best selves. We're trying to get to our best selves. So every week I'll be saying what I'm leaving behind in the last week and what is it that I choose to take with me. Okay. This week I am leaving behind self-doubt because I leaned into the idea of doing a podcast and now I am here. It's very, this is a very uncomfortable space for me. <laughs> it, this place is great. This experience, like, you know, getting, getting a topic together, you know, trying to make sure that people understand what you're saying, being relatable. And for some reason, even though people cannot see me, I am still nervous about this. I know it'll pass. So I'm, I'm leaning in. That's what I'm doing. I'm leaning in. I was leaving behind self-doubt and fear. And what I am taking with me in the upcoming week will be these eyelashes. So I got them on today. You think they're real small. My cousin calls them your little eyelashes. (laughs) Just okay, because I don't want to look like lamb chops play along. (laughs) I'm just saying to each his own. But it only took me like 20 minutes to put them on today, which is good because sometimes it takes me like 45 minutes. I still don't get Last time I put them on, it took 45 minutes, and I had glued my own eyelashes together. So I'm taking this, this with me. I challenge you to do a self-examination as we to figure out what your best self looks like, how do you find happiness, what that looks like to you. And I challenge you to figure out what you are leaving behind and what you're taking with you. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Fix Yourself. And remember, it always begins with you. Thank you.